Today on A Dram and a Blether, the gentlemen continue their journey around the world of whiskey in the lowlands of Scotland. So now that we've gone there, we're in Northern Ireland, which if you, if you have a picture of the island in Bushmills, you're up at the top right-hand corner in County Antrim. And if you go from there, you're physically very close to Scotland, like you now 20, 30 miles to our other favourite island, Isla. But we'll just see over on the mainland, now, in the mainland, I think this is a good time for us to jump across, going from all these triple distilled, very, you know, like, you know, very refined flavours using the casks. And we'll go to over to Ockintoshin, who for a long time was the only triple distilled Scottish whisky. So it's like the Scottish one were more like double into double distillation. And we'll go there. So where do, which one do you want to do for that one? All right, anyway? so I did crack the American. Um, and this is the... Akintoshan American Oak. Right um, on. Aged in vanilla and coconut with clean citrus zest from First Bill Bourbon Casks. Do you, get, do you get the citrus and the coconut? I love coconut. I don't get coconut. I do get citrus. And Did you give me a sample of that, Chance? I did. Um, Which bottle is it? It is bottle number two. All right. Let me, yeah. I'll, let me join you real quick, man. Do it. Then I'll take these up. I'm going to have the Ockintosh and Virgin Oak since it's American. Yeah. yeah. So yes. I'm the Virgin. I have a Glen Virgin Oak, and I do not like that bottle of whiskey. It's only, only, one, only one of my bottles that I will just say I do not like at all. Yeah. Which one? The, the Ockintosh Virgin Oak? The 15-year Virgin Oak. Or is it 10-year? I forget. I'm getting chocolatey and orangey stuff, and I'm getting lots of vanilla in it. I have a taste of it. Wow. Batch number two, but I think there. So you tell us if the American one, because your one's going to be like a little sweet bomb. I'm surprised. I like it. I think it's got a ton of personality. I definitely detect a lot of wood flavors in this, uh, a lot of lumber. Um, it's got a spiciness to it that I'm really, really digging. Yeah. 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 And I think it's a statement, that one, is it? No. American. Is that a 10? Is that a... No, no egg statement. Yeah, it's so probably like six or seven, eight, maybe. And that's just just first fill whiskey, right? Uh, yeah, just the first fill bourbon barrels. Um, yeah, so you get full flavor coming through. That wood yeah. that you're talking about, and then the spice—they come together and almost uh, remind me of cedar. Yeah, I actually can see that sort of like a closets or chest trunks or mm -hmm. uh, I don't get the coconut at all mm -hmm. uh, but, <laughs> but I'm glad that they nice. think there's coconut but let me just tell them yeah, yeah we gotta get them on the horn <laughs> set them straight <laughs> okay tell you hey do we all just try the, the classic 12 year old I think we've built now of note for anybody interested is we know it Ryan's experience of a 12 year old is not his favorite experience so considering that when ryan first did the whiskey tour with me he probably had a 12 year old at the time he was very polite and i don't think um, that he said anything about the fact that he probably doesn't enjoy it <laughs> now, so we'll do the we'll, do, we'll do the 12 year old since we've all got that glass i like that idea i also am interested to see not to keep harping on this, but since Ryan's not a huge fan of the Akintosh and 12, it's not his favorite expression. 
after going through the Irish, which are so much more subtle, I'm wondering if we get different notes out of it because we've been putting our palate through some more subtle. So I mean, um, we give it a shot. Yeah, and 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 Ryan, that's actually been part of the sneaky experiment here. Can we slowly build up your palate with refined ones before? Well, triple distilled. Bring you across to a barley whiskey that's triple distilled knockintoshin, just outside Glasgow. And can we convince you now? They're using like now the twelve year olds using just a bourbon casks. And actually, a little good factoid here: a lot of the bourbon casks from the knockintoshin are actually coming from Woodford Reserve, which I know Ryan does like Woodford Reserve. Yeah. Yeah. So, it so happens that Chance was kind enough to give me some knockintoshin salt. Good. Awesome. So while we're on the subject, just pour a little. Now I did say I did like that Akintosh and American oak. I did like it. it nice. Was, I got a nice. It was like chewing on wood. It was nice. I liked the woodiness that it had. I didn't get the. I didn't get the coconut, mind you. But yeah. Gary, can you show me the label of your Akintosh? I'm wondering if you and your Akintosh and twelve and my Akintosh and twelve are the same. What do you mean? Well, so mine's not just bourbon. It's Oloroso Sherry as well. Isn't yours? My yeah. one is, yeah, okay. Oloroso and bourbon cask. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted so to make sure. I was wondering if there was a different bottle. Yeah. Getting this huge amount of sherry on the nose, as a matter of fact. Yeah, but uh, Chance, shh, I didn't want to tell Ryan too much about it. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, because remember, we're trying to convince him he likes talking to him. That's, oh, yeah. Um, that's my yeah. yeah, We're building this up. These. We're, we're, but there's a time of the day for it, for it. Yeah, morning, lunch, dinner, evening. It feels like there's an underlying spiciness to this, even though it is also triply distilled, that is lacking in the Irish whiskeys. And I don't know why that is. Um, in oh. fact, I'm getting a ton more sherry on the nose than I'm getting on the palate. Or the finish. Yeah. yeah. The nose is, finished. I love the nose of this. So well, we've been sneaky with you. It's finished, in it? Now, the interesting one is the Ockintoshin ABV is usually about 48% as well. Yes. 43% on the three wood. Yes. So it's a different one on the three wood. They've lifted up a little bit. Ockintoshin in general are going to tend towards the lower ABV bottling. It feels like the underlying spirit has a touch more complexity than the Irish whiskies. The Irish whiskies, I feel, are dominated more by the, uh, the casking. That's kind of, I, I felt the theme of, of tasting those Irish whiskeys. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of Kinnahan's, which was just a very pleasant, you know. Triple distilled wit. Now, now the Kinnahan's is probably closer to the classic Irish whiskeys. So it's only been of late that everybody's experimenting with all the casks. There's just, like I said, there is a spiciness to the Sockintosh that I'm enjoying in comparison to the Kinnahan's. So, what I want to think is that with respect to comparison, maybe the the Kinnahan's is a good Irish comparison to this Ockintoshin 12. From a Scottish one, yeah, because definitely in this Ockintoshin 12, it's the, if you're getting introduced to Scottish whiskey, we're going to introduce you with an Ockintoshin. Yeah. yeah. That's the one I point, tend to use. So, which is really interesting when you think about it. We've come from such light, subtle, beautiful Irish notes. We're jumping across to Scotland to what we'll call as like the lightest Scottish whiskey. Mm-hmm. That very light uh, flavor notes there. Now, this one's been indulged with having, so there's actually a lighter, so it's the Ockintoshin um, that they do with just the bourbon cask. It's a straight 
the bourbon cast across. They've done it all also in this one, but it used to be years before the twelve year old was just all bourbon. It was a pure bourbon distillery. Hmm. I mean, the, the so comparing these two nose for nose, um, we have the Kennehens and we've got the Akintoshin on my right, your left. Yeah. And um, the Akintoshin is far spicier, and and I'm wondering why exactly that is. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I see with the spice that. And this, uh, I, I just get this overwhelming lightness from the Kinnahans. Not overwhelming lightness is a contradiction in terms, but the sort of like, the, the principle. Oh, yeah, even rub, do the rub in this one. Do the rub in that one. It's uh, on the 12th. On the 12th? Yeah. Oh, it's come. Oh, I feel as like I'm back home in Scotland now. Right. We've left, left those filet mignons over in Ireland. We're, that's very pleasant. That's a very pleasant smell. Is that? It's not. It's not disagreeable, which is excellent. To hear you say it's pleasant is really good. Yeah. I know we're on a we're on an upward battle with you. <laughs> uh, till I until I can get another bottle of the Blood Oak with you, I think the Blood Oak will convince you you will like it. I need to find a bottle for you. God, I've you been try? looking for it. I want it so bad. I found out why. It's the only the only sold it for travel. I must have got it in Heathrow. Oh, I was back Heathrow. Duty free, duty free only. Yeah. Okay, so that was our contortion. We're on. We're back on to the mainland of it's, Scotland. Okay, it's fine. It's good. Um, it's fine. Okay, so so Ryan, we've kind of like we've sneakily done this one, building up your palate with the Irish. Lots of good flavors in the Irish one. The Irish ones are great. We need to come back to Ireland actually. I think there's a. I think we have to build out a a more deeper range of the Irish ones. Kennehan's and Akintoshin are not dissimilar. They both have, they're both very light in character, but the Akintoshin is more complex and spicier. Yeah. In terms of, the Kennehan's is just so smooth. Um, it's like super smooth. And um, as much as I like to like kind of turn my nose up and be like, these guys just buy whiskey and bottle it. It's just like, well, the whiskey yeah. they we don't. Wait a minute, we don't imagine. Wait a minute. So imagine that name was saying something like, um, "Chance Ryan Gary Distillery." We have to choose a cask. I don't think we'd turn my nose up at it. So these guys, like anybody that's doing things with whiskey, is all good stuff. So it's good. That's all right. Good. I've decided if we ever open a distillery together, we're going to call it the Rygarants Distillery. Mm. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> You're a marketing manager. You can work on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the Rye Gerentz. Glenn Rye Gerentz. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn, yeah. So, so for our final one, so we're, we're, we're on the mainland. We've done like the triple distilled. And when it was kind of like, this was like a lot, a walk of the lower lowlands over to Ireland and then back up to the lowlands with Ockintoshin. And the only other popular one is like the Glen Kinchy. So I think we like moved to Glen Kinchy and... I don't think Ryan is not one you drink on a regular basis. Or... I've never had this whiskey before. And this is okay. bottle number one. I've never had Glen Kinchy before. So Glen Kinchy, just a bit of the background of it because you know, it's, it's it's one of my favourite lowlands. There's only there's not that many of them to have, but um, the one about the Glen Kinchy and why I use this as an alternative to introduce people to the lowlands. Um, but the Glen Kinchy's got a lot more pepper on it, and it's over. So Ockintoshin's over towards Glasgow, just outside Glasgow way. So very you know, closer to Ireland, since we're just jumping from Ireland to 
over to Glasgow on the, on the west coast of Scotland. But if we jump over the east coast of Scotland, we come to Edinburgh, obviously the capital, and just outside of it is a town called Haddington, and beside that is where Glen Kinchy is. That's where the distillery of Glen Kinchy is. Now, I'm going to start with you guys. We're going to do like a 10-year-old Glen Kinchy. I think that's the one you guys have, which is just great to have that, you know, like the expression of the distillery as it is. Well, well the 12. You get the 12, good. Well, I've got an older bottle than you. I've got the 10-year-old so I've got the same as you. Now I've got an old bottle. So this bottle's probably, I don't know. Right? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. like, we've like the, the... the different. Yeah, you've got the, so you've got the modern uh, label. That one's a little bit older than your label. And that. And they're ready. So this is going to be interesting. So on the nose, it'll be interesting, Ryan, what you're going to get here. Now, Blankinchery, if I if I describe the land around it, the lowlands, it's very much you now like the Ockintosh and the lowlands are like as it just sounds like it's more rolling like um, hills, flat hills in the, the southern part of Scotland. And when you're getting Kinchy in that, it's very much farmland around. You guys see like now fields and fields of barley, but you're not that far from the coast. So you're only about ten miles from the coast. You got fields and fields of barley, you got lots of now green pastures and things like that so now a lot more sunshine on the east side of uh, scotland compared to the west side the west side gets more rain the west side gets a little bit less now comparative in scotland now compared to like over here in the states they get a lot of rain because all of scotland does that's why the country's so green if you have this one for the young 10 year old or you've got the 12 year old on the nose that so you should be I want to put some flavour notes in your head. I'm, I'm thinking like, now think of it, um, if they've just cut the hay, they cut the, now they're cutting down like the, everything for the, you know, the, the winter feed for the cows. Now they're cutting it down. You get some of that, and you got to get some, uh, see grassy notes. And they're compared to, so, so Ryan with this one, interesting Ryan, since you're like coming straight at this one, what, what's your thoughts? The Glen Kinchy on the nose. This is a Chant. very, I hesitate to say bright, but vegetal would be my word. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a good description. Of the... It's not bright, like uh, the yellow spot is bright. Yeah, it's a different type of bright. Alcoholic, sweet, you know, like very in your face. This is, this is kind of a mellow, a mellow brightness, you know what I mean? Uh, instead of like co color wise, this feels like pastels more than this is sort of like primary basic colors you know like yellow orange yeah this, or this is like pastels like pink and yeah try try some of your tongue now a little See? bit so i mean it's a lowland so it's got the general characteristics the lowlands it would describe so yeah. it's double distilled so it's not quite as refined as irish that little bit of flavor huh. there's a very specific <laughs> flavor if you if you suck if you like nearly one where you like blow it and you pull it through your tongue with a little bit of air with it Pull some air over the top. This one, what I, I usually get, it's a little bit, you can say heat, but a little bit of like pepper. This is where, like, I'll, I'll say, like, there's a little bit of warmth compared to the Ockintosh, and you're not kind of getting that same warmth coming across the top. There's other flavors, which I was thinking, Ryan, you may like this as your lowland starter. I do like it. There's character to it. It's odd how I would use the more the term delicate to describe these flavors. Whereas 
again, like the triply distilled uh, Kennehan's or the triply distilled Yellow Spot, like they're not they're not delicate whiskeys. This this tastes like the flavors are more tinted. Yeah. Tinted. Like these 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 flavors are very cohesive and bright, and they're yeah. they're, they're young as well. Very bright. young. You're talking yeah. young whiskeys with brightness. Well, say that you have some older ones in the Yellow Spot. These flavors are more delicate and tentative, I think. And it's this is very this is very cool to experience. Yeah. Isn't I really it? Enjoy this. Yeah, I love this doing that we've kind of built from an Irish up and we're doing the bottom end of the Scottish range when it comes to flavor profile. Yeah. But there's a rough there's a roughness to it on the back of my tongue. It's very it's coarse. Yeah. That, that, double distilled. That's the doubly distilling, right? Is the yeah. coarseness that I'm feeling on the back of my tongue, the kind of raw yeah. but the overlying flavors I feel are more bright and not bright, but delicate and tentative, you know, muted almost. Yeah. It's muted and there's a sort of bite to it on the sides of yeah. my tongue. Yeah, that's one of that's what I'm feeling is a little there's that you can feel it in your tongue, there's a little bit. For me, that's yeah. what I'm saying, light pepper or something that's there. Something like welcome to Scotland. Now you now now we're now we're now in Scotland. You know, double distilled, it's a lowland. Double distilled, and you can see why we use Ocintosian, that triple a little bit more. So is like, this bourbon casks only, or or? Yeah, it's a bourbon cask. The Glen Kinchy, the bourbon cask one, and and the one the thing about the Glen Kinchy, it used to be part is Diageo. So when Diageo were doing like the original big ones, Glen Kinchy was always one of the ones they would always introduce to the Lowland, and they were doing that because Ocintosian was owned by Santori. Yeah. And, now, I don't worry, you talk about the commercial side of everything, but the, the Glen Kinchy was uh, part of that Diageo kind of like roll up and uh, uh, from there. So I always like it. Is, is that alternative start? If you, you're thinking Ockintosh and Triple, it's too, it's too fine to start. Ocken, Glen Kinchy is always a good alternative. If you yeah, want to step up a little bit before you jump into the Highlands. Because that's just the, the, bit, the essence of bar, the barley essence, I guess, is that sharp, that kind of coarseness that's on the tongue, right? And that's yeah. what you that's what you lose when you get because this is Kennehan's tin, and what you have there is a Glenkinchy tin, which is so they're, they're this one's triply distilled, that one's doubly distilled, but they're both aged in bourbon ex bourbon casks, I assume, yeah. right? And then this one is just so smooth and bright and inoffensive, right? To me, from you is a good compliment. See, it's inoffensive. I mean, I love this Glenkinchy. I really like. I love the earthiness to it. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, so don't get me wrong, when I'm doing a beginner's tasting and I'm introducing people, I use the Akintosh in 12 a lot because it's sweet and smooth. And, I do too. Yeah. And it works really well. Um, and the sweetness, I find, helps people be like, oh, whiskey doesn't always have to be terrible. You know, yeah. it doesn't always have to hurt to drink it. And so, yeah. but I really like the complexity that this Glen Kinchy 12 It carries. is super complex. It is yeah. super complex. It feels like yeah. it's kind of, this is the essence of what whiskey distilling is because you're not burying these flavors underneath the casks and stuff. This kind of like, that's what whiskey tastes like. And that's a traditional expression of whiskey, right? So I'm going to, I'm treating myself to this. So you should, yeah, you should definitely. You guys were, if you guys were beside me, you'd have like a little sample of it because now what I'm doing is interestingly enough, what happens when you're doing 24 years in the cask? So you're starting to get more wood on this already light lowland flavor. So, so if anything, so oh wow, the nose on this one is excellent. And when we're together, yes, you will be tasting this. But 
Cool. You know, like that having like the more time in the woods, the wood is doing more effect to it. Yeah. So I'm just getting, basically I'm getting this more and more wood than anything else. I'm having this 24 year old after all the tastings we've just done there, the delicacy. Oh, but that Glen Kinchin, you're 12 year old, delicious. Yeah, a lot of good. This one, the 24 year old, is like totally smoothed it back down. So I feel as though I'm going back to Ireland a little bit. Nice. Except I've got. The punchiness of a double distilled, not a triple distilled. Yeah. Okay. We need to we'll have a taste of this one together. We'll, I think we'll have some discussions about this one. I did have a couple of things I wanted to ask about. Um, right. First, before we call it quits on our tastings and stuff, I dropped off Jane Walker with Ryan, and I thought it might be fun for the three of us to try Jane Walker together. Yeah. Well, that would work. That's a, that's a lovely way to finish. I wish you'd said that one. Yeah, let's do a Jane Walker to finish. Yeah. All hail to the ladies. Hold on to a pick to find them. I think that, I like that. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, I really like this bottle, but I love, I mean, maybe it's, I don't know. I love, I love the, what it stands for. I love the, the call out to women and whiskey and, and that. And it's, it's just, it makes me really, really happy as a human being. <laughs> It's got darker over here, so I've just put the light on. Finish on a light note. I like it. I'm not in witness protection anymore. Yeah, you look like you're about to be abducted by aliens, like beamed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about this Jane Walker. What is this all about? What's the what's the um what's mm. the pitch here? What's what's it all about? Yeah. What's it all about? Here's here's like oops, here's the bottle. Yeah. That Jane Walker. It was in celebration because like um in celebration of um the, the year of women and Jane Walker, obviously the the plane with it marketing wise from Johnny Walker to Jane Walker, um, was actually distilled by Emma Walker, the the great great granddaughter of Johnny Walker, that who are buying the barrels and putting them together. And so she was the one that uh, did this blend of this one. Now a little bit of controversy because they were saying they took the Johnny Walker black and just relabeled it. But Emma Walker did actually mix the, the blends that were doing this, so that's to actually reissue it a little bit. So you've got the black on the label from that, and so it was more like the marketing side. And the nice one as well, you can't see the bottle, Ryan, up at yeah. the bottom, you can see they've got oh. like, it's yeah. the, the striding gentleman, it's the striding lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big nod to, to the ladies. And, right, so anyway, so let's talk about this as whiskey, because it's a blend. You've got... He's Easy drinking. Easy drinking. Mm -hmm. Not as yeah. easy drinking as McKenna has tinned. Yeah, this, this, this is one of the easiest drinking whiskeys I've ever had in my life. I love it. And this is easy Scottish drinking. Yeah, Scottish drinking. It's blended to be... Yeah, we're going to say, like, double distilled whiskeys and blended. The... Mm. There's mm. some green whiskeys mm. in this as well, but it's um, some malts and they're just delicious. Yeah, the grain whiskey is going to be extremely light. And... Yeah, because of distillation. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Well, it was like Chance is the one bringing it up. We need to do that. We need to, like, we'll, do like a, we'll do like a Walker range. I think we go for a walk and we can have Jane, Jane Walker in there. Yeah. Them. I've, got a, I've got a bowl of Johnny Walker Green, which is, was not made anymore for a while. Um, yeah. So did you, is yours from the pre-not-made or the post-not-made? Pre. Pre-not-made. Pre. 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 Pre.
feet. Very good. Yeah, after after I got it, they stopped making it, and it's the it was the only Johnny Walker line that I think one of it was either the only or one of the only that had no grain alcohol in it, just just mm. malt in it. Yeah, I was just basically taking the the whiskeys from the islands with the PT yeah. whiskey to build it up, but and the um, yeah, because I've got some pre as well because I've I put a couple of bottles aside thinking this is the end of the green when they stopped it. And it was so popular, they brought it back. So I was so bummed when they brought it back. <laughs> My dad's still got those unopened Scapa 16s. So yeah, well, Scapa 16s are a different thing. That's a different story. <laughs> well, that's like, but uh, that'll be good. I think we do a Johnny Walk. We do a blend walk. Yeah, I think it's just a, it's a nod to the fact that these blends is where you know, whiskey started. That's the true. Single malt is relatively recent in the history. Yeah. Of I've got a couple of really good blends that I like because uh, I like Rob Roy's a lot and Rob Roy's a Scotch-based cocktail. Uh, and um, I've got a couple I like that uh, Monkey Shoulder probably is the best blend, but we can talk about that sometime. I've got I've got a couple we'll of bottles. We'll do like a Scottish blend one. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like, that's the thing. That's the thing about it. We're enjoying, we enjoy these ones. The um, Anyway, so come back to your Rob Roy. So what's the, what's the end name of Rob Roy? The what? What's his family name for Rob Roy? Is it McAdam? Uh, is it no. McGregor? Oh, McGregor. Rob Roy McGregor. But what is my family clan of McAdam? Is McGregor? Really? So, I, so I'm a McGregor because the story was is that the Rob Roy McGregors, <clears throat> the McGregors at the time, were fighting against the English who were trying to take over the land of the Scottish. Right. You've maybe seen the movie with Liam Neeson and that stealing from the English, etc. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> what they did was they put uh, they put a price on the head of any McGregor. So if you basically caught them now that so the McGregors thinking these stupid uh, English people, let's change one name. So the McGregors became different families, and so Adam McGregor, who's the son of Rob Roy McGregor, he changed to McAdam. Son of Adam, that son of Adam McGregor, and so my family part of it is the the lineage is down through that one through Adam McGregor, but we called ourselves McAdam so that the English wouldn't catch us and hang us before nobody time to mess with them as they were trying to take over Scottish land. But anyway, a little bit of background story there. So I like to the Rob Roy, that's very yeah. good. That's fantastic. And, yeah. you know, it, gets, it gets better when you go to Scotland, chance. You can actually go to um, Rob Roy McGregor's um, uh, the cemetery where he's buried. Really? Yeah. These people aren't just Hollywood stories. They're real people in history. In Scotland, the history's so long that you can go and see them. That's one of the things, I mean, you know, not to quote Eddie Izzard, but I'm going to, that I love about that is, you know, you know Europe, where the history comes from, um, is a place that I just, I need to go. Like, so... I want to see the grave of William Wallace, of Rob Roy, of Group Pierre, if I can get there in Denmark and such. And like, I just, I'm fascinated by some of these figures that have taken over the silver screen over the years. Seems exactly. like good. Oh, hey guys, here's to our one last Here. year. Well, that completes our trip through the lowlands of Scotland. Please join us again next week as the gentlemen journey through the Scottish Highlands. And as always, please drink responsibly.